Punkt. Hello folks. Welcome to the United Way. It's just myself, Al, this week. Damien is feeling a little under the weather, so uh, we wish him a speedy recovery and he'll be back with us next week. This is episode 26 of the United Way, um, the Shinji Kagawa episode. Is that what you're going with? I could say the Gabrielle Obertan episode as well, couldn't I? <laughs> Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson. Yeah. Manucho. Manucho. <laughs> Manucho, yeah, Manucho. I remember United signed Manucho. I was very excited about him because at that time there was the likes of you had Drogba and Etu. You had these real physical African strikers that were kind of making waves around Europe. And I thought United, oh, let, I hope United unearthed a, a gem from Africa, yeah. a goal-scoring machine. But no, there was him. There was Mami Bar- Mami Baram Juf as well. Oh yeah, if you remember him. <laughs> Episode 26, um, we're on a good run of form at the moment. Um, last night's result, last yesterday's result, was a decent one. Um, it's a tough ground to go to. Very, very tough ground to go to. Luton are, um, I mean, they've they've put up some fantastic performances this season against the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, um, Arsenal. I mean, they nearly... Arsenal won it at the death there and Liverpool equalised at the death as well. So it is a tough ground to go to. Um, there is a couple of negatives about United's performance yesterday, which we will um, get to. But all in all, great result. Um, you know, the march towards top four is most definitely on with Spurs slipping up on the weekend against Wolves at home. Um and yeah, they lost two one to City. Do you know that? It was two one to City. Yeah, yeah, Luton. Yeah, that was in December, but still quite good. They have surprised so many this season. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I've never seen uh, a team promoted from the Championship come into the Premier League with so much, just basically negativity, condemnation. Not so much condemnation, but like just hopelessness yeah. <laughs> in regards to how they do in the Premier League I think that yeah. was a, a lot to do with their stadium I think it is it's a lot to do with Kenilworth Road and I'd actually I'd want to give a shout out because um, I was in a TV series that we filmed last summer it's called Borders and it's out tomorrow uh, on BBC 3 and I think it's out next Monday on BBC 1 I'm I'm not sure what time. I think it's 8 or 9 o'clock tomorrow night but tune in anyway Stanley the the uh, the school porter but uh, a co-star of mine um, Nikki Nikki Wardley is her name she's a lovely girl but she's a proper Luton fan really? yeah and, and like you know go to the Kenny and all and she said uh, it's just like the town has been buzzing you know since they, they got the promotion and I'm sure they are now I mean you know to put up performances like that against some of the best teams in the Premier League you know Pat on the back to them yeah. to go to St James's Park, draw four all at Newcastle, to beat Everton. Could they beat Everton at Goodison? I think they beat Everton twice this year. I think they they beat them in the league at Goodison. They hammered Brighton four nil. They beat them at Goodison, and 
I can't find the other. Oh, it's they DF. beat them. Uh, yeah, they beat them in September twenty three. Yeah, they beat them at Goodison twice. So fair play, Luton. And look, they've some good players. I mean, look, our very own Chiodosi, um Ogbeni, who is such an exciting talent for us. Great fella, really. Great him. fella, yeah, a likable fella yeah. as well. Um, works hard. You can tell he's uh no, he's definitely he's a great character in that dressing room. He's a great character for Ireland when he plays for us as well. Um and they have Ted and Mengi as well from United who came from United's Academy, who I believe United should have one hundred percent kept. Mm. I think he was such a talent. Um and Tahit Chong. So they have they have a good they've good players, they really do. Uh, their coach Rob Edwards as well is Regarded as the most handsome man in the Premier League. <laughs> Did you hear what he said after the game? No. <clears throat> he um he was complaining that the added time was four minutes. He said, Oh, you know, as soon as as soon as I saw four minutes on the clock, I thought, yeah, it's Man United, isn't it? Yeah. So they're always had they all like some coaches <laughs> always have to just say silly shit. I mean, I remember Thomas Frank like just going in on United when we beat Brentford 3-1 it was two years ago and I just thought shut up you know and then Wrexham's manager last year as well who was a lovely fella mm. um, who came across a lovely fella in the documentary and what did he he said something about uh, Paul Mullen getting injured who who injured Paul Mullen it was the keeper yeah I think it was one of our reserve keepers but he said, oh, you better not come into our dressing room. So some managers say some city shit. But anyway, that. <clears throat> uh, on the performance yesterday, we probably should have ran away with it. Hammed but it's, them. No, but it's typical. It's happening far too often this season. I think we gave less than 20 minutes this time, though. Usually we do 20 minutes, 25 we do minutes. Tw- yeah, we do 20, 25 minutes. We, I think we saw two goals and we thought, fuck it. We got I, cannot under, I cannot understand this... Um, this shift in gear, you know, it's it's fifth, it's full on fifth gear for twenty minutes, and yesterday, that's what it was. And they they just didn't manage to control the game, and Luton took over completely. Mm-hmm. Like they had United had forty one percent possession to Luton's fifty nine percent. You know, you, I know it's a tough ground to go to, but you know, it's Manchester United. You know, they they ha- when they're up against lesser teams, they need to be controlling the the game. Twenty two shots, Luton. Twenty one United. Four yeah. on target for Luton. Nine for us. Oh, and we'll we'll get into some of the missed chances as well because oh my good lord. <laughs> oh, come um, here, Garnacho. It's one of the. It's one of the. Is do you? I'm, it's I'm one I... of the glaring weaknesses with, with Garnacho. His decision making. And his finishing. His one on one. But his pressure. I think as soon as he has, he's like, oh shit, here we go. I can score this easy. He he overthinks. Completely overthinks it. And I think it's something that Benny McCarthy um should work on with, with Garnacho. It obviously worked with Rashford last season. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I, I still think Rashford's he he's he's still I know he hasn't scored as much last season, but he's a lot better in front of but goal. He finishes those chances. That's yeah. the thing. Rashford finishes Rashford those. finishes those chances. Um so I think definitely I think Garnacho needs to do a bit of overtime with um, Benny McCarthy work on his finishing and his decision making Jesus Christ <laughs> but he like he stuttered didn't he yeah like with that with the ball at uh, just outside the box bags of talent but that's all all it needs is just a, it, a bit of fine tuning mm. 
and once once he gets that, I mean, the chances Garnacho's going to get because he's he's a smashing player. Yeah, he's got pace. I mean, I, I love every I, I love everything about what Garnacho does. He's not lazy in any way, shape, or form. He is like he works for the team. He's young. He's exciting <clears throat> as well. He's exciting. Yeah, he is, and he's he's proper. He has an old school vibe about him. You know where he takes on fullbacks. You know he's a real he's a real nightmare for fullbacks as well. You know he's not like a certain Brazilian who fucking decides to just cut back all the time. <laughs> plays so negatively, like yeah. as a winger. You know, such a safe, he plays just a safe option all the time. Um, Hoyland, the kids found a new level. Oh my god, he's arrived. Hundred percent, seven goals in six games. Insane. Um. I think one of the, for, for me, one of the the best kind of features about Hoyland the last couple of weeks is how he's improved his uh, all-round game. Um, unbelievable. You know, in, in build-up play and everything, he's he's really, really improved on He looks that. the part, doesn't he? he? He looks the part. He looks like he's <clears throat> enjoying it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At the first couple of games, I was a little bit like, like you could see the frustration in him a little bit, but now he really, he's, he's, he's having fun as well. He's, yeah. He's having great fun. And my God, is he quick. Yeah. Oh my God, so quick. Um, and all we needed was a couple of players back for him to kind of find that confidence. And to use him as yeah. well. And to use him, 100%. You know, I, I still think like, he probably, if he had, you know, who did he have? He had Garnacho on the right and Rashford on the left. If he had someone a little more creative on that right or left. If he had a Pedro Neto mm. playing on either either flank, he'd have got three or four goals yesterday. <laughs> I mean it when I say that. That's the problem with our wingers. You know, they're greedy. They, you know, they're not... You saw the example with uh, Garnacho one-on-one. Yeah. He tried to round the keeper. But when he failed at that, he also had the option of squaring it to Bruno, who had an open goal in front of him. And he tried to fucking slot it in again. So it's the decision making of some of these players, you know. But it was, what was it, only a couple of matches ago where well, I'm pretty sure it was Garnacho. He couldn't make up his mind and he could have taken the shot. And he, yeah. I think he I think he passed to, to Hoyland, but Hoyland misses it or Hoyland. Yes, yes. Hoyland gets intercepted or something yeah. anyway. And I was like, that was your moment. That's You, you scored there. Yeah. That's what, that's what you're there for. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of missed chances yesterday and it was... Uh, it's a bit concerning. It needs to be worked on. Um, look, you know, luckily for Hoyland, he's he's in such a rich vein of form. <clears throat> he's got a proper future at the club. With Ineos coming in and this new structure, um, set in stone over the next couple of months, uh, I think we really do have the right number nine up there. You know, to to get us goals in the future. He's a he's a proper talent. Yeah. You know, and I seen. I I, I mean. I watched him, you know, I watched the, some of the scouting videos. I knew he just, this kid had something about him. I really do. And I say that as well. You know, I watched all the scouting videos and I thought he was fucking right-footed. It's <laughs> embarrassing. But um, just his uh, just his overall play, his link-up play, his timing of, of runs, he just has that bit about him, you know, where he, he'll go on and he'll fucking, he'll be a 30-goal Season striker, one hundred percent. 
Another player I want to speak about is Kobe Mainu yet again. Unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> Always where he needs to be. Kid is unbelievable. Ian Wright tweeted about it yesterday. Did he? He said he needs to be... It's him, Rice and Bellingham mm. as the midfield three for England. Yeah. Gary Lineker quote tweeted it and, and, and agreed. Not that not that we should care <laughs> no. about who England's midfield three are, but... That's unstoppable. If, you, if you're, if you know, at the moment with this, the way this kid is playing, that's unstoppable. He is unbelievable. He's 18 years old. He's turning 19 in April. He is just a dynamite player. Um, he plays like he's fucking 28. That's what I was going to say about. Him. I like that he's his head screwed on. Like he's a decent fella, and he's not. Like I just think completely good things about him. We haven't had a player like this. And I know I, I, I know I kind of made Pogba comparisons to him in the style of how he plays. But I've been watching him lately and I'm thinking, oh fuck, we haven't had a player like this since Roy Keane. Mm. Really? Who just mops up everything. And by the way, what a perfect, perfect fucking tackle that was deemed a yellow card yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like, shows the level of a fish. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> fucking shocking. But, um, yeah, this kid just has, he has everything. Even even in tight spaces. His link-up playing in tight spaces. How he gets out of those tight spaces. It's amazing. It's just, it's, I love watching them. He's exciting. Very exciting. You know, and, and um, it's, uh, you know, he's 100%, he's integral to United's future. I actually, I just want to read, I got an email. Um, from a loyal listener who actually touched up touched upon um Moino and how you know how important he will be to United's future. <clears throat> this is from uh, Danny Mahan. Thank you, Danny. You're a loyal listener. He's actually sent me a few emails. Uh, just a question I have for you concerning our midfield. With each passing game, Cobby is getting better and better. True. He is the main man now. And we need to build our midfield around him. The midfield three we have now is is what we all want, considering the personnel that we have. Results have improved. Performances have improved to a degree. But we have almost no control in midfield. They're only cap- the, the only player capable of controlling it is Kobe Moino. We need to find the best pieces to uh, play with him. And to me, it's not... Uh, best players to play with him. And to me, it's not Casemiro and Bruno. Though that will probably anger some, we might scrape top four, five, top four stroke five playing this way. But we aren't winning any leagues, and that's the style standard we need to be aiming for. Kind regards, Danny. Danny, thank you for that. Yeah, <clears throat> you build your midfield around this kid. Yeah, hundred percent. But you'd also have Bruno in there. He's the most like I think you're not finding the player who works harder than Bruno. No, I am a bit worried about Bruno. Are you? I'm. I'm Bruno's biggest fan. I'm. I'm noticing. Is he is he tired? I don't know. Like, he shouldn't be tired because no. we're, we're we're playing weekly. Um, I feel I've like just I've noticed never had such amount of t- a period of time free time without United playing. It used to. I feel like last <clears> season it was constantly. We we're constantly on. We were on Monday. Monday I know. Thursday, I know. We were on Sunday. It was crazy, it was wasn't insane. it? Insane. And now it's like fuck. It. This is how it's supposed to be. I know. You yeah. Not be going for twenty five minutes. Yeah. At, at the start <laughs> of the match, you are not playing. Yeah. Maybe it's a case where Bruno needs to play <laughs> two games a week because I've never seen someone with um, an engine that he has. Yeah, I've just noticed 
Like he's still, he's still getting assists. He's still getting the odd goal here and there. But I don't know. He's just, he's not in sync like he usually is. Maybe, maybe he'll he'll find that form again. Um, Casemiro, as I said, is <laughs> he worries me. He well, really wor- like I feel like he's dangerous. I feel like at any given moment. Yeah, well, if the if the blue card reel comes in, we're fucked. Yeah, with Casemiro. He was team. lucky he didn't get a red. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like he was. That did you see the tackle? Yeah. <clears throat> Very lucky. Very lucky. How many yellows has he got now as well? He's got a couple. He's on his way. He's on his way to a fifth yellow. Um, I think as well. Yeah, four yellows. Four yellows. This season. That that's probably four yellows since he's come back, is it? It must be. <laughs> <clears throat> he's got one in the last two, anyway. Yeah, uh, he, 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 there's a suspension coming anyway, definitely. Um, he's got yeah, <laughs> he's got four Premier League this season. He's got one in the Carabao Cup. He's got one in the Champions League. He got three <laughs> in the Europa League last year. <laughs> like, fuck me. He's crazy. He's crazy. Um, and as I said as well, he's playing as a number eight. Mm. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think watching that game, last couple of performances, I think it would it would serve as well to probably sell Casemiro in the summer, along with his other Real Madrid. No, no. no? I'm thinking you have to just sell one. Okay, sell one. Varane's been fantastic. I've always rated Varane. I never understood the the dislike for not the dislike, but the, I never. Understood I think it, people people weren't worried about Varane, um, with regards to performances. They're worried about Varane and his injuries. Yeah, but I do still think we bring in a top centre back in the summer, either your man Brantwaite or Todibo hmm. off Nice. Todibo off Nice would be um, a fairly realistic one because Ratcliffe yeah. owns Nice as well. So that'd be a smooth enough deal. Um, and I like your man Brantwaite off everything. Yeah. I think he has all the attributes to be a, a top centre-back in, in the Premier League. Um, yeah, I'd sell Casemiro. I'd, I actually wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against I'm it so at all. so happy when he came and it was great for a while. Yeah. And now it's just like, it's getting to the point <clears> now if it goes further... It might actually just it's great, it's, sour. It, it, but it's it's he, and he provides great moments. Yeah, but it's just the, the discipline is too much. Like I was watching Mino, and like un like just Talk ridiculously to unlucky to get that yellow card. Mm. But he's so disciplined in how he plays. He doesn't. He you know he doesn't get a foot wrong. But regards to like even tackles, his tackles are clean. Everything about him is just. It's it's unbelievable this kid. It's I, I can't uh, I'm out of superlatives to describe how good this kid is. Um I think he's yeah, he is the main cog in that midfield. You build that midfield around him. Mm. But definitely keep Bruno bring in someone else as well. Maybe just maybe if he's been missing for months. I think there should be fucking pictures of him on milk carts if I'm being honest with you. Mason Mount. I, where? <laughs> I saw your tweet the other day. Was it your tweet? Yeah. And you were like, where is he? No, where is he? There's been nothing said. That's a £60 million investment. And he's played... Oh, he definitely... But he hasn't played 
double digit games. He's, no. he's played about four or five games. Um, and it's a shame because like he's a, I actually really rate him. I know a lot of Chelsea fans gave him flack, but I think he is a decent player. But the problem is with Mount, is he too similar to Bruno Fernandes? Mm. But one thing I would say. Eight in the Premier League apparently this season. Yeah. Two Champions League, two Carabao. Could you play Mason Mount in the 10 role and play Bruno in that number eight and have Mainu a bit behind Bruno? Yeah. Try that out if when Mason Mount is fully fit. Um, I don't know. And also, like we forget, we've spoken about Martinez and how vital he is to the team in, like with our build-up. Like we'd be contr- like, see that Aston Villa game, the Luton game, like it wouldn't have been that tense if if he was in the yeah. team. But it's we're getting the job done. That's that's the thing though. That's the encouraging just not pretty. signs. We're not doing it pretty it's way. not pretty. No, it's not pretty at all. But if you had cast um, Martinez in defence, it'd be a lot more controlled. I think that's a good <clears> out on Mason Med. I don't think he's a seven anyway. Oh well, the curse of number seven. Yeah. If anybody was getting that shirt, it should have been Garnacho. Yeah. Should have been. He's playing seven, isn't he? he? He's 17. Yeah, I know, but he, he's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, in that position, yeah. yeah. But I think try that out if Mason Mount is fully fit. Try that midfield three out. It might lack a bit of physicality, the only physicality coming from Kobe Mainu. But there's no harm in, in giving it a go. Yeah. Or even playing Mount. Um, in the right wing position as well. Switching him out maybe for, for Garnacho in some games, you know, because he might provide that bit of creativity. I thought he was on the right. No, no, we played him in, at the start of the season. We played him at the right at the start of the season, did we not? Yeah, we, we played Bruno in the pocket mm. as number 10 and we played Mount as an eight and Casemiro was the number six. There you go. But Casemiro as we... was so fucking adventurous yeah, playing yeah. in that role that he left so many gaps in the midfield. Like, he's seen us against Wolves. Mm. What was his name? Um, he was the striker for Wolves. He's fucking brilliant. Um, what's his name? He's class. Menez. Who? No, sorry. No, not him. And, um, is that Fulham now, isn't he? Yeah. He was, at, uh, he was at Atletico Madrid. You think he's on loan from Atletico Madrid? Neto, Juan, Cunha, Lamina, Sarai. Cunha, Cunha. Cunha. Matias Cunha. He was just bulldozing through. But about Pedro Neto, he has to be the main target in the summer. Yeah. He, oh, I love everything about him. He's explosive. He's exciting. He's creative. He gets you goals as well. He's He's got something about him. He, he actually reminds me, he's like, it's like Wolves sold Jota and just got Jota 2.0 with, with Pedro Neto. Kid's unbelievable. I, I would 100% be looking at him in the summer. Portuguese. Portuguese. Premier League experience. He tore Tottenham apart the other day. Like he's one of those players when you're playing against Wolves it's like oh, like you're, you're shaking watching him. Mm. You know he's, he gives you that bit of anxiety. Like that James like James Ward-Prowse and set pieces anxiety. 
<laughs> that's 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 a really bad anxiety to have if you're playing against uh, West Ham. Why are they in the league? They they're, they're, they're shite at the moment, at West Ham. No, but uh, Wolves, where are they at the 10th? Um, I think so, yeah. I think 11th. so. 11th. Yeah, 9th West Ham. Yeah, West Ham, have, they've drifted off a little bit the last couple of games. But um, Haven't won in the last five games, West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's Three losses, two draws. And and they've got players West Ham. Yeah. <clears throat> like that um Eds is Eds and Alvarez, is that his name? The fell in midfield. He's brilliant. Yeah. Alvarez, isn't it? Yeah. Um and Kudus and Jared Bowen. Like they they've a good team, a solid team there at West Ham. But they just haven't been uh, hitting the, the right notes as of late. But yeah, look, all in all, um good results for United yesterday. Still have to push on. I think we're, what are we, three points behind Spurs? Um, Spurs have obviously a far uh, bigger goal difference than we do. Um, but yeah, no, what are we? Yeah, we're three points behind Spurs, five points behind Villa. So it's it is goal. Like top four is is definitely it's possible. It's it's a possibility. We've got some tough games coming up. We have um, Fulham. At home, which that you know should be winning that. With Forest away, Forest away in the FA Cup. They're on form. Third of March, City away. Yeah. Now I'd be looking at that Chelsea and City game on Saturday if I was there at Ten Hag, and I'd be thinking we That's we could need. we could go there and and do something if if they're well set up, you know if if they're well disciplined going to the Etihad, they could definitely get something out of that game. Everton at home. Yeah, then we have a good run of Everton at home. Hopefully should win that. Brentford, Sheffield United. <clears throat> yeah, Sheffield United on the 16th. Brentford away be a tough one. Chelsea away will be a tough one on the 3rd of April. Chelsea away and then Liverpool at home 3rd and 6th of April. Two very tough games. I have to say Poch is, I think he's um, he's reignited a bit of uh, spirit in that Chelsea team. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're starting to play well. Finally. Finally, yeah. I mean, finally, with all the players that they have. Um, but yeah, look, top four is a big possibility. Although Brighton being our final game of the season. <laughs> a bit of a, that could be a bit of a doozy. Yeah. And the fact that we've played Spurs and Villa twice, yeah. you know. So, ah, look, see what happens. And if we don't get top four, sure, look. I mean, we weren't even expecting it about a month or two ago. Very true. <laughs> um, we keep it up. If we can keep the 25 minutes up and score as many goals as we can in the 25 minutes. And if you're going to give up right then, fine. Park just finish games. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. It's mental the way they have an inability to do that. But they, he's obviously he's noticed that. He's, he's noticed it. He's relying on the, the quick transitions, counter-attacks. He, he, he's... That's what he he said in interviews where he said, I can't play the Ajax, the Ajax style. And you can see it mm. with the way we're playing. But I still think it's inexcusable to um, to let Luton have so much possession of <laughs> United. Like, you know, I know it's a tough ground to go to, but <clears throat> United should, should have at least a, a tiny bit of control over that game.
Um, you have the Dan Ashworth news. Yeah. So yeah, the whole thing about Dan Ashworth is it's a bit messy. It's messy territory at the moment. So um, yeah, they want twenty million pounds. He's on garden gardening leave. Yeah, until <laughs> two thousand and twenty six. It was just a tweet from Fabrizio Romano. Um, Man United will make formal proposal to Newcastle as they will try to negotiate compensation to have Dan Ashworth right now. Not easy, but talks will take place. It's over between Ashworth and Newcastle after he said yes to United project last week, as reported. Now, somebody I've I put out a a tweet in my usual Monday morning. Sorry, Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got a couple of responses, uh, just to ask you know the their thought, thoughts on the game and thoughts on Dan Ashworth, our uh, favourite listener. Well, one of our favourite listeners, Derek Finnegan. Uh, Bruno needs a rest. Is McTominay the man to play that position for a game or two? I'm at Old Trafford on Saturday for the Fulham game. Do you need me to take photos of where the stadium looks old? Stroke worn. <laughs> <laughs> like a podcast snag list. <laughs> yes. Yes, Derek. Yes, please, Derek. Do that. <laughs> Give us content for next week. <laughs> Damien will love this. Um, final question. Will Damien get to many London away games now? <laughs> oh, we, we have to get him in here. He's fucking brilliant. He's so funny. Oh. <laughs> Derek, can you also write some 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 sketches for me, please? <laughs> oh, own more. Another fantastic loyal listener. Absolutely not. We shouldn't pay twenty million. The onus is on Newcastle to get rid of him as soon as possible. Absolutely nothing stopping him doing that role at United by proxy while still being technically employed by Newcastle. It could never be proved. United hold the cards in this negotiation. And great point. Great point. Great point. Um, nah, don't pay twenty million. This is Andy Mack. Let Dan work on the sly while Newcastle pay his wages. Laugh my ass off. That's typical, though. <clears throat> like just gonna hold United to ransom. Yeah, typical. Um, Paul, uh, tw- twenty million is ridiculous. But like Gary Neville said yesterday, compare that cost against the possibility of another transfer window of wasting money on the wrong players. We get him in and have a blinder of a window. Win-win in my eyes. Very good point. Mm. Very good point, but it still is ridiculous to pay <laughs> a compensation fee of the of twenty million. It's, it's a joke. Um, Staffo XCL another agreeing with Paul. He will save us triple that or more in his first transfer window bargain. Um, just just on Bruno. Do you think Bruno needs a few games rest? He looks shattered and constantly making the wrong decisions. He doesn't at all look like the Bruno from a few seasons ago. But unfortunately, we don't have anyone that can play in that position until Mount is back, which is what I uh, mentioned earlier. Mm. Maybe bring Mount back, play him as a number 10 and uh, shift Bruno back to uh, playing as a number 8 
I love Bruno as an, in the number eight role. I love Bruno actually when he's a little more central, as a as a as opposed to being a, a, a little more advanced up the pitch. I think he's I think he plays a blinder in those positions because he actually has a lot more time mm. to um to make those decisions. He's con he, when he plays in the pocket, he's constantly either on the left or the right. He's everywhere. Yeah, he, you know he's receiving a pass back from the the fullback, you know to to cross it in the box. Which is it's it's effective, but I think Bruno, when he's playing a little deeper in midfield, I, I honestly think he's 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 world class. I really do. But like we have to appreciate Bruno for what he's you know, the numbers he's he's pulled up since he's he, he's been at this club is amazing. Four years at the club, so yeah. Um, maybe he needs rest. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe play him a little deeper. Maybe he's injured. Maybe he's carrying an injury. Uh, Derek mentioned as well about McTominay playing in his role. You could try that out. Because you, you can't play McTominay as, a, as no. a, a central midfielder anymore. You can't. If you're playing Scott McTominay, just play him as a number 10. Yeah. Is he more of an impact sub though? Or a second strike. He is 100%. Do you know what I mean? I, wouldn't, I don't know if he'd be starting. No. But he could he could be impactful in that position as a number ten. He's all he's he's physical if as he, well. He is if you put the he's work so in. So physical. Like we've seen it from multiple times in the past. I know he's he hasn't played that, but sometimes I'm like Scott, will you will you run? Do something. Yeah. You need that energy. You need that will to mm. do it. And I don't. I I think if you gave McTominay that position, he would do it. Not to the degree of Bruno though. No. But he's getting us goals, like, yeah. like his instincts, his his striker instincts is unbelievable. I think he played, he did play as a number nine, didn't he, in the academy? I think he was a proper like utility player. He had a bit of John O'Shea about him. Uh, he played obviously midfield. He played centre back in the academy as well. I think he played up front. So he has he has that bit about him. I love Scott McTominay. And a hundred percent. Please don't, don't sell him. I, I don't want. Oh, no, him. I don't. I really don't want him sold. I wanted him sold maybe two years ago. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. I think he's fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's our second. He's our second highest goal scorer this season. Um. Yes. Anyway, you had something for me. Yeah, I had a, a very very tough United quiz for you. Uh, and I thought without Damien being here, embarrass myself now. I don't think you will. I think you'll find this <clears> quite fun. Okay. Even just to look back on your mind, have a little think. Okay. Because you're fantastic at stats and you're fantastic at remembering things from games that like meant nothing. Yeah. I think that's I very impressive. Do you know, I remember so much from the 07 08 season. Great season. That year I was doing, I was doing, I was in transition year that year, so I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best year, like United won the double. Yeah. And like, oh, my whole life just revolved around me and my mates watching. United games that was especially my especially shout out to Dara Valley a good mate of mine that season two of us were just watching United constantly 07-08 or 08-09 07-08 was the year of that was my bedroom posters yeah that season yeah quality year who made more appearances for United Henrik Larsson or Paul Pogba Paul Pogba wrong what Henrik Larsson apparently made more appearances for United which I'm gonna what? have to start googling. No, no, no. What kind of quiz is this? I swear, this is 
the most David he was there from January to fucking <laughs> it doesn't make any sense who made more appearances of Manchester United I just clicked Paul Pogba and it went wrong Henrik Larsson it's Paul Pogba <laughs> it's fucking Paul Pogba how could that possibly be uh, 233 caps who, who made more appearances in like top flight British football is that just says United because that would be Henrik Larson. If, if you're including who the made Scottish it? League as British yeah it doesn't the question is who made more appearances for Manchester United that has to be wrong that doesn't make any couldn't sense couldn't be more wrong that doesn't it, make any it, sense it, it couldn't be like it, it's so wrong <laughs> uh, let's see how wrong this gets who made his club debut in the 2013 Community Shield? Was it our number 26 for this, season, this episode? Shinji Kagawa? Mm-hmm. Robbie Brady or Will, Wilfred Zaha? The 2013? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Wilfred Zaha. It was Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, because we signed Kagawa in 2012. Federico Maceda. Maceda? Yeah, Makeda, yeah. Burst into the ski- scene against Aston Villa in 2009. What was the final score? 3-2. Oh, my God. See, this is what worries me. These are all correct that, you are, that you're saying. Mm. And then we go back to the first question, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe someone can clarify that for us. Yeah, that's so weird. More goals for United. The other 26, Gabriel Obertan, uh-huh. David Bellion, Diego Forlan, or Alan Smith. I know who I'd be going for. Diego Forlan. That's who I'd be going yeah. for. Yeah. Um, which club did the Twins come from? Oh. Fuck. Vasco da Gama, Palmeiras, Fluminense, Fl- Fl- Fluminense, or Santos? Vasco da Gama. No, apparently it's Fluminense. Flum- Flum- Fluminense. Who was voted Young Player of the Year in both 1997-98 and 1998-99 seasons? Was it Eric Nevelins, Wes Brown, Danny Higginsbottom, or Phil Neville? I'm butchering these names, by the way, sorry. Oh. United Young Player? Young Player of the Year, yeah. Wes Brown? Yeah. 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 Who was first to make his United debut? Vidic or Evra? Oh. Oh, that's tough. Because um, they were both signed in the same window. Mm. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's 50-50. It's really 50-50. I'm saying Vidic. You're saying Vidic? Yeah. Then I'll just go with Evra. <laughs> You're correct. Is it Evra? It is Evra. <laughs> but that was just, I didn't know that. I That was a roll of the dice. Who kept more clean sheets at United? Tim Howard, Barthez, Roy Carroll, or Kushaksh? Kushkak. I don't know how to Oh Jesus. Um I'd say I'd go with Barthez. Correct. Yeah, because he won it was two league titles. This is a tough one. Who did not start in the 2004 FA Cup final against Millwall? Mm-hmm. Darren Fletcher, John O'Shea, Nicky Butt, or Mikael Silvestri? Silvestri. Who did not start? Yeah. Sylvester? 2004 yeah. Cup final against Millwall I'd say Darren Fletcher No Apparently it was Nicky Butt 
Nicky Bush. If he was an inch taller, he'd be the best centre half in Britain. His father is six foot two. I'd check the milkman. Which player inspired this famous Fergie quote? Gary Neville. Gary Neville is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Neville played centre back. There's, there's a few clips on Twitter. You look it up after after he's listened to this podcast. And uh, watch him play centre. He played centre back uh, like 96, 97 season. He was class. Mm. Was like, people were like saying this is like watching Martinez he Gary doesn't give himself this This hold I'm oh, glad always like that I'm glad though that people are going at Gary Neville in in such a because people go oh, at Gary yeah, Neville yeah. in so many different ways and criticise him for so many different things but this is the correct way to criticise Gary Neville stop putting yourself down mate like he is one of the best right backs. He's up there now. Kyle, I, I'd argue Kyle Walker is maybe maybe pipping him now. Okay, but uh, Gary Neville, yeah. unbelievable Brilliant. player. Who scored the first goal of the Alex Ferguson era? Oh fuck me! Jesper Olsen, Norman Whiteside, Brian Robson, John Sivabeck. You should be correcting me on these names. Um, I'm gonna say Robbo. Probably isn't. No, it was John Shiverbeck. Yeah. And which country spawned the legendary Dong Fangzhou? Oh. How is it? How are you saying that? Dong Fangzhou. Yeah. No, you got it right. China, North Korea, Malaysia, South Korea. Where was Dong? Um, Well, is he China? He is. Yeah. 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 How did you enjoy your hardest United quiz ever with the first question was wrong? Feck off. <laughs> Paul Pogba. Henrik Larsson was there for three months. He was brilliant. <clears throat> I was so happy. Do you think maybe... like was I this... wish we had signed him sooner. Henrik Larsson. What a fucking player. Mm. Oh my God. That 2006 Champions League final, which, in my opinion, Arsenal should have won that game. They were by far the better team. And nobody mentions that the wild card for Barcelona in that game, you know, everybody expected it to be Ronaldinho. It was Henrik Larsson. Mm-hmm. When he came on for Barcelona in that game, he completely flipped that game upside down for Arsenal. And then Barcelona went on to win the Champions League 2006 Frank Reichard as their manager. I liked that Barcelona team. It was just before the Pep team, but I liked them. They they had a lot of flair about them. They didn't have the uh, the organisation, obviously, and discipline of, you know, the the Pep team that went on to win the treble in two thousand and nine. But they just had that bit of expression about them. And some of the players, the likes of Xavi and Iniesta, were were in that team as well. But obviously they had Ronaldinho. Yeah. A young Messi coming through as well. Um, Etu up front. Oh, what a player. Uh, who else? They had Deco. They signed Deco from Porto. Um, There's a few other players there as well. And they had, yeah, the usuals like Puyol and all that. That was one of my, I think he was... Gianluca Zambrotta. Oh yeah. Puyol I think was my... Eric Abidal. 
favorite, one of my favorite players who wasn't a United player. Puyol, he's great. He warrior. Just, oh. Absolute warrior. If you had him on your team in FIFA, nobody. Oh, nobody. He was great. <laughs> well, on that note, folks, um, it was great doing the podcast this week. Look forward to having my old pal next week. Yeah, someone who knows what they're talking about. Back in the day, bitch. <laughs> I meant, yeah, no, da- I meant, I meant da- more Damien, for me. Damien is good breaking down. He is good breaking down the, the games. So, uh, yeah, look forward to having him back next week. And, yeah, thanks a million, folks. This has been episode 26 of The United Way. To I'm clarify, a- I said I don't know what I'm talking oh. about. Not that you don't know what you're no. talking about. No. Oh, here we go. We're going to have a <laughs> discussion after this podcast. A lily bordello. A lily bordello. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, baby. It's no more. Right, folks. Love yous and leave yous. See yous next week. <laughs>